Hello there, Hornets. Although it's February, I'd like to take this opportunity to say Happy New Year. This is Isha Bramba, and I'm here to welcome you to the second episode of the Buzz Podcast, created by the Buzz Newsletter to spark insightful conversation and ideas amongst the students. Today's episode contains two segments. The first one, led by Nithya, will cover school updates and upcoming events. After, for all who are looking to turn over a new leaf this year, Dia will lead you through a debate concerning New Year's resolutions and personal growth. Stay tuned as I hand over the spotlight to Nithya. Thank you, Isha, for your lovely segment. What's up, Woodbridge Academy? I'm your host, Nithya Canton, and welcome back to this segment of the Buzz Podcast, where we talk about school news, exciting announcements, and so much more. This month has been pretty busy with lots of homework and studying, but hang in there, we have some fun things coming up. Juniors and seniors have had lots on their plate with studying for AP exams, Rutgers exams, keeping up with school in general, and getting their college applications and decisions done. Wow, I honestly cannot believe we're more than halfway through February Anyway, back on track. We had an early dismissal Friday and a long weekend for President's Day, so that's exciting. Hope you all are sleeping in and enjoying the days off. Juniors, make sure to get a good night's rest the nights before the NJGPA testing, which will be on March 14th and 15th. These will take place in your first and third regularly scheduled blocks. Make sure to check your schedule post on Google Classroom for more details. We have no school that day. Go through day weekend vibes. Now, something more exciting. In less than a month, we have our... Semi-formal. It will be on March 25th from 6 to 10 p.m. Our first formal after two whole years. Can you believe that? I've been looking forward to this moment for quite a while, and I'm sure you're just as hyped for our glow-in-the-dark themed event. There will be lots of food, a DJ, and neon bracelets included. If you have not paid already and would like to go, you can pay $25 at the door at 6.30pm sharp. Most importantly, don't forget to bring your IDs the day of, or you will not be let in. And make sure your plus one does so too if you are bringing anybody. Passing over the mic to Dia, who will guide you through a discussion about New Year's resolutions and personal development. See you soon, Hornets! Hi Hornets, welcome to this episode's debate segment. I am Dia Nair and I will be your host. Today we will be discussing the very relevant topic of New Year's resolutions. From exercising more to getting better grades, many of us step into the new year with a list of resolutions, hoping this year can finally be the year where we achieve them. But is it worth it? How many of us actually stick with our resolutions? When we do, however, we emerge happier and stronger than ever before. Joining me are Annie Lay and Deepa Subramanya, two juniors with different takes on this complex topic. Stay tuned to learn how you can set goals that are actionable and effective. Without any further ado, let's begin. Deepa, do you believe that it is beneficial to set New Year's resolutions? Yes, I do. I believe that New Year's resolutions are a valuable way to be intentional about where you want the New Year to head, and they also have a plethora of benefits. For example, it gives you direction, taking the time to be honest with yourself about where you are in life presently and where you want to be in the future, as well as the required distance to get to where you want to be, is the key to improvement. Being intentional about how you want to grow and develop will get you will help you get to that distance. This, inten- this intentionality will also contribute to your happiness and fulfillment. When you're moving forward with a clear direction, you make a positive contribution to your emotional and your mental health. Additionally, it helps with hope and engagement. Making New Year's resolutions is inherently hopeful and optimistic. You expect things can get better for you, for your work experience, or for your community. This positive view of the future, in turn, tends to motivate action. 
If you don't believe tomorrow can be better, you're unlikely to take the steps to improve yourself or your community. For so optimism is doubly beneficial, contributing to your own mental health, but also engaging you toward positive action, which has an effect on those around you. Additionally, it develops responsibility in the individual. Most New Year's resolutions have some impact on others. Even if they are about individual self-improvement, they affect families, friends, colleagues, and communities. Your resolution to get healthy will help it will help you live longer for your family and friends. Your resolution to stop procrastinating will contribute to a positive team dynamic with your coworkers. And your plans to do more volunteer work at the community garden will help feed people in your locale. Resolutions are terrific ways to focus on yourself, but also to consider your broader responsibility and to expand and multiply your positive effects on others. Lastly, it's so inspiring. When you seek to do better and be better or contribute more fully, you tend to inspire others as well as yourself. The primary way people learn is through experiencing the behavior of others. Even if they're not consciously aware of it, people pick up on choices and cues from other people constantly. When you focus on the future and focus on improvement, you necessarily inspire those around you. The problem with most people is that they don't set good goals for themselves. Additionally, a lot of their goals are externally motivated, which can only get you so far. The reason people don't commit to their New Year's resolutions is because one, they don't care enough and so they forget, or two, they don't see the results and then they give up. Change isn't going to happen overnight and it most definitely isn't going to happen if you don't care about it. If one sets goals and they are more internally motivated and driven as well as carefully crafted to not just be general or impossible goals, there can be significant progress seen. Where people go wrong is that they think that New Year's resolutions are manifesting lists of things that they wish would happen. That's not what they are. New Year's resolutions are meant to be guidelines and goals to, to, and goals to reach to make big changes happen as the years go by. And with that mindset, New Year's resolutions are not just a marketing technique or a plan that fails, but they are foolproof and effective for the betterment of each individual's lives and society as a whole. Thank you for your valuable insight, especially your thoughts on the begging question of why people don't stick with their resolutions. Annie, what are your thoughts on this matter? I actually don't believe that it is beneficial to set New Year's resolutions, mainly because the psychology behind New Year resolutions are flawed and doomed to fail. Resolutions and ill-constructed plans of improvement don't carry any sustainable motivation to let the person carry through with their plans to change and these doomed resolutions ultimately lead to failure and are inherently depressing. This is mostly since behaviors are not simple habits that one can immediately change. They require slow and steady progress that our New Year resolutions can't promise since our brains want a serotonin boost from immediate success. Plus, the act of making a resolution can make the person feel temporarily better but this ends up stopping further action and ultimately a failed New Year's resolution. It's actually seen in statistics that 80% of New Year resolutions fail by February and only 8% of people who make New Year's resolutions stick to them and those who don't usually abandon them after just one week. Unrealistic resolutions are fated to fail and it is unrealistic to think that someone can immediately overcome a habit that they have spent years establishing. A further danger is that an addiction or chronic problem can be transferred to the pursuit of self-help. We are a culture that is addicted to resolutions and informa information, affirmations and rosy rhetoric, but nothing will actually change unless we take action.
the addiction to resolutions and informations replaces the original addiction or chronic problem like, uh, say, smoking or um, binge eating. Instead of listing abstract goals like lose weight, we have to think of specific st small steps that people can take every day that will have the same result. And if these people fail at any of these small steps, which will eventually happen, they need to learn to brush it off and realize that failure and recovery is part of the process. They shouldn't tie their list or goal to any specific date and wait a year to start again when they fail, like most people do with New Year's resolutions. Another issue with New Year's resolutions is that many capitalistic industries profit and leech off of our failed New Year resolutions, especially the self-improvement industry, which markets diets, exercises, diet pills, and weight loss programs, and even the e-cigarette industry profits due to plenty of people having their New Year's resolutions being to stop smoking. Only a fraction of members at these uh, gyms and memberships work out twice a week or more despite monthly payments due to a overestimation of future attendance, which allows the industries to profit while you yourself lose money. Where millions of people sign up for endless, endless succession of self-help programs where they think some magic words or a promise will magically transform their lives when the real transformation must stem from their own hard work instead of a promised goal of a New Year's resolution. Every time someone makes a New Year resolution, they sign up to these industries taking their products and the moment they fail the next year comes and the same thing happens all over again, which allows these failed New Year's resolution people to be these industries annual cash cow. And New Year's resolution ultimately has the implication of that they can only change on the New Year's. And once they do fail with their goal, they have to wait a whole nother year before they get another shot. I ultimately do feel like that goals are a better alternative to New Year's resolutions as they're much more realistic and successful and they don't like rely on a single date. Thank you. It was interesting how you connected something as seemingly personal as New Year's resolutions to the profiting of capitalistic industries. Deepa, do you have a response to Annie? Um, yes, I just want to say that again, all the cons that you mentioned about New Year's resolutions go back to what I had stated about how people go about them the wrong way. Most people make goals that are motivated by external factors, and this is always going to fail because there is no long run to it. A resolution is not simply something you wish to happen or something you want to happen. It's something that you are promising yourself to make happen. Most individuals go into it without a plan and without an internal drive, and that is what causes it to be so ineffective. And for Furthermore, not all New Year's resolutions are meant to exploit people and profit the market. For example, a resolution of not procrastinating actually does the opposite. Big businesses like Netflix will see less individuals wasting their time and more people's lives will change as they begin to see the benefit of less procrastination. And also, there's no timetable to these goals. You mentioned how there's a, how like breaking bad habits that you have been uh, that individuals would have would have been developing for years is not something that can occur in such a short period of time. Time, and I totally agree with that. New Year's resolutions are not meant to be a solution to bad habits. They are meant to be the turning point where that bad habit that an individual has been developing for years to come starts changing into a good habit that individuals are forming for years to come. And why is it that we fail in our worthy goal to make our lives better and more fulfilling? 
Although many truly desire to keep their New Year's resolutions, they lack the willpower and or belief in their ability to actually affect the desired change in their life. Just wanting it, as we all know, is never enough. Another common cause is that many people have not truly thought their goals through for the year and as such are ill-equipped to develop and maintain the necessary commitment to succeed. Making a goal too hard to accomplish is also doomed to failure. One quickly loses interest and the necessary motivation some, um, something, um, sometimes feels defeated and never getting started. People who think through what is what it is that they really want to change in their lives and effectively plan for it have a much better chance of achieving their goals. By intentionally breaking your resolution down into achievable steps, the stage is set for success rather than failure. And even though individuals may fail to commit uh, commit to New Year's resolutions, it doesn't mean that they have to wait a whole year to try to change again. The thing about New Year's resolutions is that they're not meant to be applied only on day one. They're meant to be applied throughout the whole year. So if it's June and you want a better life, you can still take your New Year's resolutions and start implementing them. They are not a set of hard and fast rules that promote capitalistic agendas or addictions to rosy rhetoric, but they are a means to an end, where that end is a new and improved version of yourself. It just so happens that the beginning of a new year is a great time to self-reflect and decide that this will be the chapter of your life where you finally implement change. Yes, I agree with multiple of your points, but this still doesn't take away from the fact that there are so many better alternatives and steps that can be taken other than the set New Year's resolutions that tend to be more harmful than helpful. Society should not put so much emphasis on New Year resolutions, but rather setting up goals whenever someone feels like they should. As you said before, with um, having goals in the summer or in June, rather than just in New Year's. Like, but as you mentioned, how these resolutions can be applied to any time of the year, we are focusing specifically on the population that hopes to change their life after the New Year's has begun and tends to hyper-focus on the state and tends to give up after they failed once. This also doesn't really take away from the issue that there's a whole industry leeching off of the failures of New Year's resolutions and the ethicality with the whole entire issue. Goals, ultimately, goals are something that people can slowly progress towards and provide a direction for as a desired outcome and involve intention, setting, planning, preparing, and taking realistic action. While resolutions are a firm decision to do or not do something, which is much more vague. The distinction between goals and resolutions are quite blurry as a well-detailed New Year's resolution can ultimately be transformed into a goal. This was a really perceptive back and forth. I like how you distinguish between a resolution and a goal, showing how just because you don't find benefit in resolutions, you don't have to disregard your aims and desires altogether. Hornets, I hope this conversation was fruitful for you. I will conclude with a few tips on how you can optimize your resolutions if you choose to set them. Step one, plan time for your goal. It's not easy to balance your school and home life, so plan time in advance for yourself and your resolution. Step two, check in with your support system. Determine if your friends or family will provide positive support to you as you need throughout your resolution timeframe. Step three, prepare resources. Determine if you have the physical resources to accomplish your goal. These could include a fitness center membership for exercise or a study buddy for better grades.
Step four, set smaller progress goals within resolution. This is a big one. Let's say you want to exercise four times per week for three months. You would set smaller markers for success to help you on your three-month journey. For example, you could block out 30 minutes four times per week for the first few weeks, then progress to 45 minutes, and finally 60 minutes per workout in the third month. By partitioning a big resolution goal into smaller process goals, you will be much more successful because the resolution goal does not look so immense. Finally, step five, celebrate your successes. I believe one of the main reasons people do not succeed in New Year's resolutions is because they set a goal that may be so far in the future, they have no checks or imbalances that allow them to celebrate their successes along the way. Set up a frequent reward system that provides positive affirmation for achieving your smaller process goals. That's it for today, Hornets. I hope today's debate left you with something to think about. Thank you, Annie and Deepa, for your incredible input. Now back to Isha for the outro. That's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you found these segments enjoyable and inspiring. If you have any suggestions for future segment topics, please don't hesitate to reach out at nerd at mcvts.net. Stay tuned for our next episode. Buzzing out, Isha Brombat.